0: this political coliseum, we slay the rising beast with the fateful sword of truth that transcends hypocrisy and censorship. It's time to unleash yourself from the tyrants of media propaganda on the America Out Loud Talk radio network. This is Unleashed, the political news hour.
1: Greetings, thrill-seekers, conversationalists, critical thinkers. This is Unleashed, the political news hour. I am Chris Michaels, dot connector, capable of filling in the blanks whilst reading between the lines, prescient political prognosticator. Six months ahead of the curve, and now you are too. On Unleashed, the political news hour, what we intend to do here is bust through the narrative, particularly those narratives that are being pushed upon us by the bureaucrats and the private and public sectors. We are at a critical moment in this nation's history. Don't take what I say lightly. We truly are. If we are now seeing the true colors of these individuals ever since COVID, then I fear what we are about to experience if knowledge does not push back Against these policies from the World Economic Forum, from the rhino Republicans, from these Democrats, and what they have here before us is nothing short of dystopian. So it's up to us, dear listener, to push back against all of this, to wake up the regular ham out there in your life that wants nothing more than to watch sports ball and drink a six pack of beer every single day what do we have in front of us we have extremely extremely dubious individuals that intend to change the social strata and the political makeup of the united states don't take what i say lightly because it is in fact true think about this what have they done to us since covid mandates of all types. Oh, you can't stand within six feet of somebody. Oh, you must wear a mask unless you're sitting down at a bar. Uh, Then if you sit down, you're okay. Uh, Vaccine mandates. Vaccines in quotes, by the way. Vaccine mandates. Oh, yes, you can't work unless you get a vaccine. Well, isn't that a HIPAA violation? No, it's not. It's fine. Those types of people, those bureaucrats that are in the cracks, those are the types of individuals that are trying to push us into some weird, bizarre situation that the United States was never intended to get itself into. So that's what we're doing here right now, as you're listening. I'm going to bring up a few topics here. Very, very, very important to realize. Maybe some of this you know, maybe some of it you don't. But if you look at what's around us, especially with the Biden administration. And you're never going to get me to say that Biden is in charge. I mean, it is fairly obvious he isn't. But look at what his administration has done, because his name is tied to it. You can't separate the name, okay? You have a Ukrainian war. You've got the war in the Levant with Israel and Palestine. And probably, if I'm going to be correct, uh, probably a war in Lebanon. Now that's, don't take that, uh, take that with a grain of salt. How about that? And then what else do you see? You see these bizarre new initiatives all around this country. Oh, you can't have a gas stove. Oh, everybody has to have an electric vehicle because that's much more safer for the environment. And oh, by the way, we've got to hit carbon neutral, carbon zero. That's it. It's going to be a great new product, carbon zero. And we're going to track everybody and what they do and when they do it and how they do it. Is that the kind of world that you want to live in? Well, it's the kind of world that these people want to live in. Why? Because they probably don't like you. And that's the God's honest truth. If they did like us, they wouldn't be doing these things. We'd be in a much better situation. However, we're not. Look at it. This is the type of society they are trying to create. They want you at a very, very low level so that they are able to do whatever it is that they want to do, which more often than not, it's to enrich themselves. And we're talking about the elites here. We're in the way. We've got a problem here, and that is voting. And so they need to maintain this legitimacy, legitimacy in quotes, by the way, By putting somebody in office, either at the local level, state level, or the federal level, that allows them to keep doing what they're doing and tries to push so much chaos against the regular ham and eggers out there that they're totally unaware of what the real end game is. That end game in the United States, and I would even venture to say the European Union, and the U.K., and France, and Italy, and on and on, is to completely revamp society. And that is through immigration. Immigration. And it's also through advanced technologies, artificial intelligence. Don't think I'm joking about this. Why do you think they're allowing these people into the country? I mean, you could probably think of many reasons why, And I'll get into those. But why do you think this is allowed to happen? There is a lot of push right now for technologies that are meant to track you. Track me, track you. I mean, look at all of the nefarious and extremely dubious methods that they conducted the last two elections in. Exactly. Listen to the World Economic Forum videos. They're not hard to find. I mean, if you're on X or YouTube or whatever, they even brag about, well, AI is so strong right now, we may not even need elections anymore because AI can just predict it. And so if AI can predict it, we've got no real need for the voter anymore. That's the kind of power these people wish to have. I'm going to get into the ballot situation that we're facing here. What they've discovered in the 2020 election, which, by the way, took four years to uncover. That's a little odd for me. How the Republicans are mostly in name only. And they don't want to see another Trump presidency. For a few reasons. Most obvious is that Trump is only going to be president for one more term. I'm going to bring up how they're using technology to clamp down on our freedoms in the United States. And also how they try to push certain individuals that are marketed, yes marketed, as third party candidates. Standing up for the little guy, standing against, oh, hello, RFK Jr., Big Pharma. Ah, yes, that's what they intend to do. They intend to split the vote. And we need to be aware of that because we need to be galvanized against this kind of activity. I mean, they'll try any angle. They will try any angle. Oh, they're just people here looking for a new life with the immigration situation okay really then how come they are all military aged men how come they all change their names how come they don't officially seek asylum in the correct ways well you could point at that situation down a couple of paths why isn't the federal government doing its job why aren't these agencies upholding their mandates on and on we can go and why do these individuals always promote a war? That's why this election is so important right now. And that's why we need to stop this game. We need to be aware of everything that's out there. We need to stop this dystopian style mindset that these people intend to push upon us with AI And God knows what else. We need to stop this unfettered immigration and we need to get honest election integrity back into the dialogue here. It's not just whatever I can do as long as my candidate wins and it doesn't matter what kind of laws we break. It is this is America and the best choice should win. The will of the American people should be enforced. So that's what we're up against here. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight on Unleashed right here at the America Out Loud News Network.
0: Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Who's got time for a nasal invasion messing up your lifestyle? Crush those nasties before they become a problem. For a limited time, when you add the new CoFixRx Rx throat spray to your order with the coupon code OUTLOUD, you'll receive 20% off the entire purchase. Go to americaoutloud.shop, that's americaoutloud.shop, and use coupon code OUTLOUD. Use CofixRx, because it works.
1: ASEA believes that inside each of us is the potential to feel our very best. Our customers will tell you how our products have made a difference for them, from
0: improving immune health and supporting gut health, to reducing the appearance of wrinkles, and even
1: improving mind, mood, and energy make our breakthrough products an essential step in fulfilling your greatest potential. Asia, we power potential. For exclusive savings, use code OUTLOUD to save 15% off your first order today. Okay, this is Unleashed on the America Out Loud Network. I am Chris Michaels. I brought up before... How we are on the precipice of something outrageous when it comes to the 2024 election cycle. I don't know if any of you have read this report or heard about it. That is the her report. It talks about how Joseph Biden is basically not all there, but that doesn't stop them from continuing to instill upon us these outrageous types of policies all across the fruited plain in the United States. This is coming from the horse's mouth. According to the special counsel's final report, our investigation it says uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was, guess what, a private citizen. So what are we referencing here? We're referencing the double standard between Donald Trump and people like Joseph Biden and the Democrats and the rhino Republicans. We saw this circus about, oh, Donald Trump, he kept documents and he is not allowed to keep those documents. If you go back all the way to the beginning, they had the rhetoric that President Trump took classified documents relating to nuclear weapons. Did he? I would sooner suspect that he took classified documents pertaining to Operation Crossfire Hurricane, which is where they tried to spy on Donald Trump all day long at all times of the day, and including spying on anybody associated with his campaign from here to Sunday. That's what they were really trying to get, in my humble opinion. But this is mind numbing that they will go after donald trump and how many felony cases are we up to now yeah i mean i can't even count it if it's beyond my fingers and toes i'm all thumbs i can't do it but biden it is found whilst vice president unable to declassify documents he could do it all day long no problem he why in fact he could keep it in his garage with the garage door open yes that's right What I find outrageous is that even though Biden was able to keep those documents, and we know he had those documents, the Secret Service will not go into who has visited Biden's home. How is this even possible? There are no visitors' records when it comes to Biden's weekend retreat. But if they go to the White House, it's a different story. Now you know... How they orchestrate all of these efforts. Who knows who the Bidens are meeting with on the weekends, whether that's Hunter or some other family member, maybe his brother, uh, or God knows it could be Barack Obama for all we care. These are the types of people that could be going there, and they are creating the policy. Alex Soros, son of George Soros. Maybe it's him, too. But that is not a problem. Do you know why? It's because, well, good old Joe Robert Hur, special counsel, he wrote, Biden will likely present himself to the jury as he did during his interview with our office, if we're to pursue anything, a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Oh, so that makes it all better. You mustn't go after dotard Biden because He's just well-meaning. That's just good old Joe. Don't worry about it. He didn't mean any harm unless it talks about potentially selling secrets. I mean, think about this. He had that little alcove in the library over at Penn. And do we remember how many people were donating to that library? And do we remember, oh, I don't know, where those donations were coming from? Now, let me explain to you how this could potentially work. And more than likely, this is how it works. You have a former sitting official. They get done with their office, uh, holding the office, right? So it could be vice president, it could be president, you know, all of these presidents get a library. Then what do they do? In a rush to get out of office for the next administration, they take all of these documents. I mean, let's put this into perspective. They, the archivists, are still going after documents from the Nixon administration. That's how long it takes to get these documents back. But for some reason, if it's Trump, they need it to be done within weeks even though, according to Trump, he's been cooperating the whole time. So think about this. They take all of these documents. They may know what they've taken. They may not know what they've taken, but they know they've taken documents, and probably some of these documents are extremely important. But in the meantime, while we go through all of the court cases to get these documents back from the former sitting official, public official, Uh, Well, we're going to have donors to this library, and they're going to be able to visit this library, and it wouldn't be that big of a deal now, would it, if some of these documents were just lying about? And as a donor, I can wander around all I like. I can have a cup of coffee. I can have a hoagie if I'm in Pennsylvania. I can do whatever I like. And, uh, oh, look, here's some classified documents. They're lying on the table. That's how all of this works. These people, these people like Biden, get donations from individuals, I suspect, if that UPenn library is any indication of what the current trend is, from foreign officials, specifically from China or some other foreign country, and they get to view these documents. I mean, let's be honest here. If you don't know who's going to Biden's weekend home, we can pretty much assume that it isn't somebody that has the United States' best interests in mind. But, as Mr. Her has written, he's just an elderly man with a poor memory. So that's no reason to charge him. It's no big deal. He also wrote, Mr. Herr, Mr. Biden's memory also appeared to have specific and significant limitations. Oh, good heavens, limitations, you say? He did not remember, even within several years, when his son Bo died. You've heard this time and again. Biden's up there. Well, he died in Iraq. Well, no, he didn't. He didn't. So if Biden doesn't have the memory, or if he has a memory but with significant limitations, why is somebody like this? able to have control over nuclear weapons chemical weapons biological weapons and god knows what other kind of weapons there are lurking in the background that we can't even imagine and this person he's going to lead us down the path of liberty and democracy of course not Of course not we conclude mr hers says that no criminal charges are warranted in this matter we reach the same conclusion even if Department of Justice policy did not foreclose criminal charges against the sitting president. Oh, doesn't that make everybody feel better? Oh, no criminal charges whatsoever. Even though he could have had a very, very clear and precise memory at the time of his purloining of the documents that he was not allowed to have, vice presidents can't declassify documents like president's. But he's just just an old man. Don't worry about it. No charges whatsoever. If this doesn't show you the absolutely ridiculousness of this justice system, the absolute ridiculousness of this justice system, pardon me, I don't know what else does. This totally alienates the voter of the United States. And they don't care anymore. They really don't care. They are doing whatever it is that they want. They're breaking the law. They're not going against any kind of resistance in doing so. Because if there were well, they wouldn't be allowed to do it. See, you've got a big clique in the background. And they all want the same thing. And that is to maintain this bizarre trajectory that this country is going down by allowing President Biden to just get off scot-free. This isn't supposed to be legal, right? This isn't supposed to happen. But if Donald Trump, if it's Donald Trump, well, then everything must stop because he is a fascist. He is a dictator. He's the worst thing since Hitler. Never mind that everybody that goes against World Economic Forum policy is, in fact, the new Hitler that we must be against. How is this? How is this? How is anybody actually taking any of this seriously? How how did we get here? That's the crazy part. And then you've got this rabble rally, the January 6th rabble rally. Now, I call it the rabble rally. Why? Because what did you have there? You had a bunch of rabble. And for anybody that sits there and tries to tell you that that was a sedition and we're now threatened. Our country has never been in more dire straits in my existence. I don't even know how this... Ha- They're full of it. They're full of it. There's plenty of evidence out there, Now I won't go into now. You'll have to do your own research on this, that that rabble rally was infiltrated by really, really bad people. Now, they could have been, oh, I don't know, federal employees. Remember that. Right. Remember that when they released all this January 6th footage, they said, well, we can't release it to the public. Uh, The 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 real way you want it, uh, you'll have to stop by and uh, you'll have to view it in person. We just can't release this on the Internet. I mean, but you can request to view the footage. And what is the reason why they said something like that? Oh, I don't. It was because they didn't want to alienate people that were in the video. Uh, Why would you want to do that? Oh, I don't know. Could it be that there were too many federal employees in the rabble rally that have infiltrated it? And you wanted to blur out their faces? That's what's going on here. That rabble rally on January 6th, that was infiltrated. That was infiltrated. And more than likely, there were fifth columnists in there. Look up that term. It comes from the Spanish Civil War, if you don't know what it is. And they wanted to influence the post-Trump narrative. And so that's what they did. And now you've got all of these January 6thers that are sitting there in prison for God knows how long. And don't tell me they have got due process. They are not experiencing that. They are not experiencing a speedy trial. It's 2024. And those people were made an example of. They don't want you to question the elections. And this administration engaged in borderline, if not outright fascistic tactics to go after these January 6th rabble rally protesters. To prove to you that they are dominant, that you are not in control and you will abide by our will. You will do as we say, and you will accept what we tell you. From the Epic Times, Tom Ozimek, The Treasury Department has admitted that it helped law enforcement catch people involved in the January 6th capital breach by urging banks. That's right, your financial institutions. To comb through the private transactions of customers using terms. Mm, using terms you say like MAGA and Trump as part of a surveillance scheme intended to fight money laundering, but this process was used to hunt January 6thers. This is dystopian. This is fascistic. This means that no matter what you do and no matter how you spend your money, It is going to be tracked, and if you aren't a good little egg, and you look up terms like Trump and MAGA, and you buy some kind of product like, oh, I don't know, a Bible maybe, you are put on a naughty list with the federal government, and the banks are more than happy to oblige by just providing all of this information to the federal government, the IRS, and whoever else. Because, quote-unquote, you have extremist views. Yes, that's right. The Bible is an extremist view. But something like the Quran or anything else that you can think of on the religious side, maybe you're into Zoroastrianism, that's not extremist. But the Bible, oh yes, now we've got something to worry about. Definitive red flag right there. Put them under observation. Do you believe this? Is this America? Is this the way we want to be treated? For example, a document distributed on January 15th of 2021 suggests that banks could review payment messages for indications that an individual participated in the assault on the Capitol. Oh, the assault now. (gasps) That's right. They took the Capitol and included... Search terms like Antifa and MAGA, Trump, Biden, Kamala, Schumer, Pelosi, along with terms indicating an intent to do violence such as shoot, kill, murder, and storm the Capitol. That's right, your banks are doing this. So to think for a second that the deck is not sacked against us, is very, very foolhardy because if you've got these financial institutions that are just willingly handing this information over to the federal government to create a dossier on you, I've got another thing coming. This needs to be stopped. This needs to be stopped. There needs to be new legislation that combats this weaponization of the financial system. I mean, you thought the Canadian trucker situation was pretty bad. Ah, just wait. Just you wait if the Biden admin or somebody along those lines, because I don't know about you, I refuse to believe that Biden is the nominee for the Democrats. Uh, More than likely, from what I hear through multiple sources, he's going to win the primary uh, for the Democrats and then hand over the primary ballots and delegates To the real Democrat nominee, whether that's Michelle Obama, maybe it's Newsom, maybe it's Kamala Harris. I mean, Kamala Harris. You never know. You never know. Now, that's all rumor mill stuff. So take, take that with a grain of salt. But here's the thing. We have got a major challenge against us. It's not only coming from the Biden side. But it's also coming from the rhino Republican side, Republican in name only. That's our old Rush Limbaugh term, and it just stuck. Because you have Governor Kemp, who, let's let's be honest here, not very trustworthy. Anything out of Georgia ain't very trustworthy. Hello, Fannie Willis and your paramour, Mr. Wade. He says that President Trump should not be getting presidential immunity in Jack Smith's case. Now, Jack Smith, Count Dooku of the political sphere, he's going after Trump under dubious, dubious charges, and it doesn't look good for him. He's there to generate a lot of political smoke and fire for the Democrats and the rhino Republicans, because neither side wants Trump in there again. I can promise you that. But why is Governor Kemp, a supposed Republican, saying that Trump should not be given presidential immunity? It's because if Trump is allowed to have that kind of presidential immunity, that means that Governor Kemp is in a lot of hot water. Because I refuse to believe that the Secretary of State in Georgia and the governor don't know what happened in 2020 during that election. There's plenty of evidence, all of the voting uh, misdeeds that went on during that election, whether that's in Arizona or Michigan or New York State. Believe it or not, a lot went sideways in New York State. But in Georgia, especially, I mean, oh, it's 3 a.m. Everyone needs to turn in their mail-in ballots. Really? 3 a.m.? I thought the voting was supposed to be stopped. Remember that? Remember all of that on election night? We're the only country in the world that can't determine the winner of an election within a day. Almost every other country can do it, but not the United States. We need to count every vote, and we need to make sure of the accuracy of the election. Do we? Then how come we're still questioning it four years later? Well, finally, evidence is coming out. that guess what? Those mail-in ballots? mm Not very trustworthy. And... If we were to really do the analysis here, we would probably find out that Trump is, in fact, the true winner. Yes, I will say it. I still believe it. From the Epic Times, mail-in ballot fraud study finds that Trump almost certainly won in 2020. (gasps) Goodness, why? Because there was a massive expansion of voting by mail. Let me tell you something. As soon as I heard that the Postal Service Union was backing President Biden, I knew that this whole mail-in ballot scheme was going to go sideways. And I was 100% right. They're saying here that roughly one in five mail-in voters admitted to potentially fraudulent actions in the presidential election. One in five. They concluded that the mail-in ballot fraud significantly impacted the 2020 election. And it almost assumes that without these mail-in ballots, Donald Trump would have won that election would have won it researchers analyzed the electoral results for six swing states arizona georgia michigan nevada pennsylvania wisconsin under the 28.2 percent fraudulent mail-in ballot scenario that they estimated based on the raw survey data they found that trump would have won it shouldn't come as a shock to you or me because we're critical thinkers We've known this. We feel it in our bones that something just wasn't right. And these mail-in ballots are it. From this, the Associated Press, report shows big spike in mail-in ballots during the 2020 election. Now, I'm going to throw some stats at you here real quick as we round this out. This is an article that came from August of 2021. Fewer than one-third of voters casting ballots in the last year's election— did so at a polling place on Election Day as the coronavirus pandemic led states to greatly expand mail in balloting and early voting. Ah, there we go. Fewer than one third actually showed up. Important stat, don't you think? Roughly a quarter of all voters used a mailed ballot during 2016 and 2018, but that jumped to more than 43% in 2020. Nearly 68% of voters who are citizens and of voting age cast ballots that were counted. Aha, good thing to know, 68% of voters. But then there's something else that's a little odd odd. And that comes from Reuters from this year, May of 2023. 133 million registered voters argument for 2020 election recirculates. So there is a whole argument out there. That said there's only 133 registered voters. How could the election numbers really make any sense? Because we had 81 million going to President Biden, most of them coming at 3 a.m. And uh, then we've got the other number, the 70 some odd, 74 million uh, going for uh, Trump. Right. So there's a little oddity here when we're trying to tally up the votes. Don't you think? Well, this is where it becomes extremely interesting now. The US Census Bureau estimated that there were 168,300,000 registered voters at the time of the election, not 133 million. Mhm. Right. What does that exactly mean? Oh, I don't know. It means it means that we have if we have that level of voter turnout You're looking at 94% voter turnout, right? If you consider how many registered voters there are, and how many votes Biden got, and how many votes Trump got, you've got 94% voter turnout, but... I thought in the AP News article we only had 66.8% voter turnout. Hmm. That's quite the dichotomy there, don't you think? That's how they're going to play this game. That's what we need to stand up against. We need voter integrity. We need to go down to the local level, and we need to hold these people accountable. We need to go to the boards of elections and say, I want accountability. I want paper ballots. None of this electronic voting nonsense. Because then you're going to get idiocy with the stats, like I just pointed out to you. How could anybody have 94% voter turnout? That's almost unheard of. Arizona is one of the most important states during election cycles, presidential election cycles. They've, at best, I've seen they've got about 78% voter turnout. But for some reason, in 2020, Reuters points out that there's essentially 94% turn, uh, voter turnout. Nonsense. We need accountability in the election system, and we need accountability at the local level, because that's where all of this starts. Many voices, one freedom, united in the First Amendment. Our goal is to herald the voice of genuine liberty at AmericaOutloud.news. A place where you'll find the naked truth expressed with a patriotic heart. Now is our time, my fellow Americans. America Out Loud Talk Radio, liberty and justice for all.
0: Lean, pure, with premium ingredients. Global Healing's Pure Plant Protein offers 20 grams of protein per scoop. And it's the perfect way to maintain and build lean muscle while indulging yourself. It combines enzymes and probiotics to maximize nutrient absorption, improving digestion and your gut health. Available in vanilla and chocolate flavors, elevate your protein consumption while supporting your overall wellness with pure plant protein. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD, global Healing giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill, it's a gel you swallow healthycell.com code out loud
1: This is unleashed on the America Out Loud network and I am Chris Michaels rounding out a riveting broadcast I brought up way in the beginning I'm not sure if you even remember it now but they're trying to re evaluate and reestablish the American fabric from all angles. And that includes immigration. And who is being allowed into this country? Ohio Sheriff, I don't know if you saw this, but I'm going to bring it up, Ohio Sheriff Richard K. Jones has said that there are more red flags now than ever before since 9-11. That should tell you something about what's going on. Because... Since we've got all of these illegals coming across the border, and by the way, very well funded, you ultimately change the distribution of the House of Representatives and even the Electoral College because the census that occurs in the United States doesn't factor in whether or not you're a citizen. It just factors in where you are living and how many people are living in the same kind of area. So by doing that, you ultimately get more people, more distribution in the House and uh, and in the Electoral College to Democrat states. They have more sway on the political spectrum and ultimately where the policies will go. So he brought up how he was speaking to FBI Director Ray. Oh my goodness, yes, isn't he the glittering jewel of outstanding citizenry and what it means to be a pillar of justice in the DOJ? He claims that the FBI Director told him when 9 11 hit, there's more red flags now than then. Wow. And so he said these people that want to kill us and do us harm are now here in the United States. And he wants everybody to know that. I can't tell you everything the sheriff said, but I want the public to know that we are in a terrible way right now, the United States, and I'm going to get to the local. Now, that seems to be a little bit of a garbled reference here and a quote but that's exactly what he said he seemed very very disturbed now i'm going to say this i know from my own experience and this is a couple of years old now in new york state because that's where i'm from there was another sheriff running for office in in, uh, in new york and he made reference to just about the same thing and i believe the new york sheriff is validating what the Ohio sheriff is now saying. The New York sheriff, when he was running for office, he said that they are well aware that there are self-sufficient properties across New York State. Now, if, if you don't live in New York State, somebody says New York to you, you immediately think Manhattan. But New York State is enormous. If you just go about 45 minutes or an hour north of New York City... You're in a completely different country. It is open. There are literal ghost towns in New York State. That's how big New York State is. And that's how... mm, That's the situation in New York. It ain't exactly great. This New York sheriff made reference to self-sufficient Chinese-run properties, including, including being able to farm everything, Uh, They've heard gunshots around this property. And this property is acres and acres and acres surrounded by barbed wire fence. What is going on in those properties? And if this is a sheriff from years ago saying this, you can only imagine what it's like right now with millions and millions and millions of people coming across the border. There was a viral video that was making the rounds uh, across social media where they were interviewing a lot of these illegal migrants. Well, they were all saying, well, we're going to vote for Trump. Excuse me? You're going to vote for, uh, not Trump, Uh, you're going to vote for Biden? They're going to vote for Biden? Really? Am I hearing this correctly? Now, who gave the idea to illegal migrants that Biden— is going to be the next president, and they're going to be able to vote for him. Now, who's coordinating that kind of effort in the United States and outside of it? Because, mark my words, this industry, this human trafficking industry, is not just organic. It just doesn't show up. They're trying to revamp society, okay? And they're trying to recreate the strata, the social strata in the United States. It's not going to be this Judeo-Christian nonsense anymore. It's going to be something completely revamped. The Daily Caller talked about how the border bill that tried to get snuck through was completely porous. Why would they do something like that? It's because there is probably, from very high levels, a certain level of sedition going on. Ooh, did I say a buzzword here? In this border bill, it made reference to aliens coming across the border, specifically from non-contiguous countries. Ah, that's, that's, that's important. Why would they say this? Well... In the border bill, how it was originally written, they said only 5,000 migrants can come across the border in any particular day. And if anything is beyond that 5,000 number, then it's going to be shut down and we can have another 5,000 come in the next. So that is about 1.8 million people per day, assuming there are 5,000 immigrants coming across the border 365 days a year. Let me tell you something. That's not completely unlike what it is now. So this supposed compromise and this border bill, which ultimately failed, is saying we're going to codify that we're only going to allow 5,000 people. Well, we mean we're going to maintain the current levels of immigration in perpetuity. But here is the little, little bit of information That's important here. Aliens from non-contiguous countries shall not be included in the sum of aliens encountered. Hmm. So that could mean a lot of things. It could mean, oh, we've reached 5,000 individuals crossing the border, but 2,500 of them are not from the contiguous countries. Bordering the United States, so we're going to allow another 2,500 through. Do you see how they play with the numbers like that? That's what they want to happen here. They want to restructure the United States society. That means that people from, oh, I don't know, Iran, Syria, China, uh, Russia, Ukraine, I mean, on and on. They could go streaming across this border, and they don't count towards the totals to the amount of people that can come into this country per day. I don't see how any person holding office with a straight face can present something like this. I can almost promise you that it, it a bill like this was not written by a politician. In fact, most bills were not written by politicians. they They come from special interest groups. And then the politicians, thanks to funding, they just go out there and they peddle this stuff all day long. And they say, oh, you've got to vote for this. And if they do the Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer method, what they do is they create these bills and all of this legislation that's thousands and thousands of pages long. And, oh, we're going to give you this bill to review on Monday. And, oh, by the way, the vote is on Wednesday. Good luck reading it. That's how they pass all of this. That's how you get things like the Patriot Act and Obamacare and all of it. And they sit there and they say, well, if you do this, we'll make sure that we fund your re-election campaign. That's how a lot of this country is being worked right now. And so a lot of voters are against this kind of method. And a lot of voters are incredibly disenfranchised. They don't feel as though anybody is speaking out for them. And so they'll gravitate towards mavericks, like a Donald Trump or a Vivek Ramaswamy, or even an RFK Jr. Everyone loves RFK Jr. RFK, he should be Trump's vice president. Should he? I don't know about that. Because RFK, he's got a checkered past. And I don't just mean in his personal life, by the way. RFK, if you go back to the COVID mandates and the vaccine mandates... You can find tweets of his where he says, oh, well, we shouldn't get out of the lockdowns until we are able to get in all of the legislation that we need to be essentially carbon neutral. We need to get this CO2 under control. Oh, more Democrat buzzwords. So now RFK is running as an independent and he's going to get on all of the ballots everywhere in the United States. Well, the Democrats don't necessarily want something like that. The Democrats want an RFK Jr. out there to steal votes from Trump. And if you look at all of the data, probably that's what happens. Because RFK Jr. is not going to steal votes from Democrats. The Democrats are in lockstep. I mean, look at them. Look at them. They're voting for Biden. They'd vote for Obama again if they could. And God knows who they're going to put up there, because I refuse to believe Biden is going to stay there the whole time. Or, or, would they vote for a Kamala Harris or a, or, or a Newsom from California? Probably, because they're unthinking. But RFK, they want him there, but they don't want him too powerful. And so they're going after him, the Democrats, with the Federal Election Commission complaint. And what they're saying is, is that there is a super PAC in there that is, well, illegal. And this super PAC's name is American Values 2024. Now, this is a renamed super PAC. This was originally something that RFK Jr. had in store already. And he just so happened to get the funds from that super PAC under the renamed American Values 2024 pack. And so now they're going to pump money into his campaign. Well, they can't do this. According to DNC legal counsel Bob Leonard in the complaint, he said Mr. Kennedy's campaign is the process or is in the process of accepting a $15 million unlawful in-kind contribution by coordinating their efforts to get him on the ballot. And so they're going to try to knock him down a few notches. Because at this point After that special counsel, her report came out against Joseph Biden, where they basically said, uh, the guy ain't all there. They need to make sure that they consolidate the base because that report disenfranchised the Democrat base. And so now you're going to start to bleed voters. You're going to have people that just vote for another candidate just because it isn't Biden. Just like you'll have the same thing on the Republican side. Well, as long as it's not Trump, I'll vote for him. But I ain't voting for a Democrat. DeSantis, Nikki Haley, and all that nonsense. Now, here's what you have to know. This is all just bluster. Because this American Values 2024 pack is run by a guy. It's actually run by two people. But one of those guys, Mark Gorton. Mark Gorton. He is from Java, so we're talking big-time techie here, LimeWire, Lime Brokerage, Tower Research Capital, which is a hedge fund, Lime Medical LLC, a medical software company. He's from that kind of pedigree. And do you know what he supports? He is the largest supporter of transportation alternatives. Do you know what that is? Well, it's a New York City-based advocacy group. Yeah, we're at that time. For pedestrians, cyclists, and public transit. What does that mean? That seems like a loaded term, doesn't it? Well, what they do under those kinds of initiatives is that they reduce the amount of automobile traffic in major metro cities. Now, why would they do something like that? If you don't live in New York City, you don't know how irritating all of that is. And so they have things like congestion pricing now. Yeah, that's right. If you want to drive between a certain section of New York City, they're going to nail you for 15 to 20 bucks if you take a car. And if you drive or if you ride in mass transit like the the LIRR or Metro North, it's gonna it's going to cost you just about as much. Well, why are they trying to do something like that? Well, they're trying to control your carbon footprint. CO2 nonsense. That's right. If they go after that, what you're going to see is a complete manipulation of your way of life. Remember, they want to control your freedom of travel how are they going to do that they're going to create this carbon neutral nonsense they're going to try and create what they consider something that will stem the tide of climate change and we can do it within 30 years if we just get to carbon neutral yeah that's what they suspect and how do they do that well they're going to change what you eat how you drive what utilities you use what appliances you use and when you use them Makes sense now? makes sense? And if you tie it to a central banking digital currency, what else do you get? You get essentially a social credit score. And if you get a social credit score, and you're a bad egg, and you criticize the current thing, whether that is national policy or a local politician, your credit score takes a little bit of a hit. And guess what? your central banking digital currency, you will not be able to spend that more than five miles from your registered address. Or, in other words, if there is a climate crisis and we need to stem the tide one way or another, we could be on climate lockdowns like RFK wished to do during the COVID uh, crisis. And, well, during those climate crises, We need to stay home. And in order to do that, we're not going to allow you to spend your central banking digital currency. Ah, very important to realize that little play. That's what you're looking at here. That's what the Biden administration is going to try to push through groups like C40.org run by former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg. They want this kind of climate lockdown. And they're not going to stop unless we stop them. We need to push back on them and we're going to do so. We're going to stand up for our rights as American citizens and we're going to say we are freedom-loving individuals. You're not going to squash us and we are going to push back against you every single way we possibly can by shining a light on you and your nefarious deeds. I'm Chris Michaels. This is Unleashed on the America Out Loud Network. Do not forget to tune in for the rest of the week with Patricia Anthone, Chris Cordani, Bruce Robertson, Ted Knoll. We have got riveting podcasts for you, and it's going to be a daily, daily broadcast. So do not forget to visit those and all of the other brilliant podcasting hosts all across the network i am chris michaels and i am your brilliant lovable fuzzball